0: We're going we're gonna to dig around in some things, and it's going to be good. We're going to be reminded of who we are and what we are and why we are. Amen. Going to the book of Exodus, chapter 3. Going to read one verse, and then there will be a lengthy reading a little later. We'll read Exodus 3 and verse 18. The Lord is talking to Moses. He's got a speech impediment. He's not a warrior. He doesn't have an army to back him. And the Lord's trying to get the people freed from slavery, freed from Egyptian bondage. He's using Moses to do it. Here's what he says in verse 18. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt. And you shall say unto him the Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us and now let us go we beseech ye three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God Moses says the Lord tells Moses said, tell the leaders of the nation. You want to be free. For what purpose? Sacrifice. As praise, the next step of sacrifice is worship. To sacrifice, something has to die. They would give a, an offering to the Lord in the New Testament plan our sin, our lifestyle is what dies. And a new man is born again, giving us the new birth experience. They wanted to be set free for the sole purpose, not to go start businesses. Read what the Lord says. Not to start businesses. Not just to own property. Not just to do the... He said, you tell him... You want to be free so you can worship. Amen. You want to be free so you can worship. First meaning of sacrifice, worship. I want to teach and preach for just a little while. I don't know how all this is going to turn out, but it's going to be truth. I want to preach to you. What is freedom for? On this Independence Day weekend, coming up on July the 4th, we don't worship this. We honor this. That is what represents us. Just want to make sure everybody knows, this is not what we worship. We're honored, but we worship the Lord. And his great spirit. And that represents it falling on us in water baptism like a dove. We worship God. We honor everything else. Before I'm anything, I'm a Christian. Amen. I want us to talk about it for a little bit. What is freedom? For pray with me if you will, Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. You're an awesome God, an on time God. You've never failed us, you've never left us, you've never forsaken us, you've never turned your back on us. Thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Allow you, ask you, Lord, to allow us to hear your word, to understand it, to respond to it, Lord. Let it go deep into our heart, let a seed be planted. Maybe today we won't see any fruit, but Lord, let that seed be planted. We're at another day and another time, in your time, and fruit will grow. We believe that and we declare it all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We speak anointing over this place. Amen and amen and amen. Come on, let's praise him for a few more moments. What is freedom for? Hallelujah. God bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, glad you're here. Look at that same neighbor and say, I'm glad I'm here. Amen. God bless you all. For a little bit, we're going to take a little history lesson, and we're just going to go back and look at some things uh, for a few moments, some things that you and I have the unique And I say unique privilege of experiencing. I'm going to read a little history to you. Now listen close and don't write me off until we're through preaching. There's a few things that politics and fear have stolen from our schoolhouses. Two people believe that. And some of these things are quickly fading from our church houses. These things aren't mentioned anymore because the fear of differing opinions and the love of money. Bible said that's the root to all evil. He said all evil. If there's any evil, the root goes back to money. That's why everybody tells you, you want to find out where the problem is? Follow the money. That's biblical. Follow the money. There's the problem. I'm going to make some comparisons from Early Bible to 1776 to 2022. I'm going to just share some things with you. Some we will like and some we won't, but it'll all be true, and we'll have to put it together as such. I shared this yesterday. I felt like putting this out on on a little social media post yesterday. I did it, but I want to read it to you, and I felt it, and it felt real and right. French writer Alexis... Day to Quayville, after visiting America in 1831, said, I sought for the greatness of the United States in her commodious harbors, her ample rivers, her fertile fields, and boundless forests, and it was not there. I sought for it in her rich mines, her vast world commerce, her public school system, and in her institutions of higher learning, and it was not there. I looked for it in her Democratic Congress and her matchless Constitution, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because America is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. 1831, a visit from a French writer. I think he pegged us pretty good back then. Listen to this U.S. Senate prayer that was prayed over our Senate. It's been read and prayed many times. Peter Marshall brought it to the United States Senate. Listen to this. Lord Jesus, thou who art the way, the truth, and the life, Hear us as we pray for the truth that shall make all free. Teach us that liberty is not only to be loved, but also to be lived. Liberty is too precious a thing to be buried in books. It costs too much to be hoarded. Help us see that our liberty is not the right to do as we please, but the opportunity to please do what is right. I'm going to prove to you, and I'm going to show you why we still fly these and what our purpose is. Just stay with me, because there's a whole lot of leaning against it right now, but just hear what I'm preaching to you. Listen to the farewell address to the nation from George Washington. Do not let anyone claim the tribute of American patriotism if they ever attempt to remove religion from politics. I'm taking it to some roots. Listen, Patrick Henry. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded, not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Patrick Henry. Edward Gibbon done a, a complete analysis he done an autopsy on a great nation. The Roman Empire, the greatest empire in the history of the world. And here's what he said. The decline and fall is rooted in five simple facts. Folks, listen to this. The rapid increase of divorce. The undermining of the dignity and sanctity of the home, which is the basis of human society higher and higher taxes, and the spending of public monies for free bread and circuses for the populace. The mad craze for pleasure, sports becoming every year more exciting and more brutal. The building of gigantic armaments when the real enemy was within, the decadence of the people. The decay of religion, faith fading, into mere form, losing touch with life, and becoming impotent to warn and guide the people. The Fall of the Roman Emperor Empire by Edwin Edward Gibbon. Listen to this closely. It's not an American message. This is a human message. Fifty-six men signed the Declaration of Independence. Their convictions resulted in untold sufferings for themselves and their families. Of the 56 men, five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the war. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships sunk by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debts and died in poverty. At the Battle of Yorktown, the British General Cornwallis had taken over Thomas Nelson's home for his headquarters. Nelson quietly ordered General George Washington to open fire on the Nelson home. The home was destroyed and Nelson died bankrupt. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields and mill were destroyed. For over a year, he lived in forests and in caves, returning home only to find his wife dead and his children vanished. A few weeks later, he died from exhaustion. Everyone appointed to public office must say, listen to this, U.S. Constitution, 1776. I I would guarantee you this has been amended. Everyone appointed to public office must say, I do profess faith in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, his only Son, and in the Holy Ghost, one God, and blessed forevermore, and I do acknowledge the Holy Scripture of the Old and New Testaments to be given by divine inspiration, Constitution 1776. Like Virginia Slim said, we come a long way, baby. American history and prophecy says this. While America bears the great scars of slavery and its subsequent reactions to hate, bitterness, and racism, we must remember that the second original reason for colonies to break away from Britain was because it was firmly believed that all men were created equally by God. While British government went deeper into people owning people, the new plans for a new land and law were opposed to any form of slavery. Although that was written and remains in the U.S. Constitution, the states of Georgia and South Carolina wanted slavery and refused to sign the Constitution without the guarantee. That reason was struck down in favor of another to deal with it on another day. Most believed it could be dealt with with a vote. Ultimately, it was dealt with in another issue called the American Civil War. America gave its best, its young men and their blood to settle this issue. America will hurt, fight, and ultimately come together. She will recover from this great mistake. It will take four full generations to accomplish, but she will. This will be settled on pews. All men are created equally. I'm fixing to preach to you. What is freedom for? From the first time we find people being held against their will, God says, I want you to be free for one common purpose. I want you to be able to worship and sacrifice. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to preach to you here in just a little bit. But there's a reason that these colors still fly with all of our problems and with all of our issues, with all of our past and with all of our present. There's a reason the red, white, and blue still flies. I'm going to prove to you in just a little bit. There's a world that's trying to divide us from within sight. But you start traveling the world and you'll find out real quick the freedom that you have here this morning. Now, we got a long reading, and then I'm going to preach to you. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. The bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. And he said, draw not thy hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up and out of the land into a good land and a large and a land flowing with milk and honey under the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold the cry of the children of Israel. Listen to the cry of the children of Israel. It is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth the people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be With thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon the mountain. Did you hear that? When you get out of this world, when you get out of bondage, you're going to come, you're going to serve me. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, and Perizzites and Hivites, and the Jebusites unto land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come. Thou and the elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt. And ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us, and now let us go. We beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. I want to just preach to you today that there's a purpose for freedom from the beginning of scripture until modern day American and world history there's always a purpose to being free there's a reason why is there a reason to be free because our very first thing to be born for was to commune with God we talked about it this morning to pray with God to have conversation with God and that moved into worship and it moved into sacrifice as sin took a grip on the world and God spoke to people and he said hey I've got to break you free from this so you can worship. I got to get you out of this sinful land so you can worship. I've got to set you free from your past so you can worship. I got to set you free from your ideas so you can worship. I got to set you free from your political opinion so you can worship. I got to set you free from friendships that are destroying you so you can worship. I got to set you free from a world somebody hear me what is freedom for freedom is for worship freedom is for praise freedom is for my ability to do what I want to do when I get ready that's what freedom's for Some folks said, well, it's so I can build a family and build a house and own a business and have the American dream. I want to tell you something, folks. Go all the way back to the founding fathers and the writers of the Constitution and those that gave their very life, the purpose for the United States of America so that we could be free to roam and free to praise and free to worship God as we feel. That's what freedom is for. My, my. Freedom was never for freedom's sake. It was always for the purpose of worship and praise unto the Lord. And bondage was never for bondage's sake. Bondage was to get folks ready for freedom. Why do people keep going back into bondage? Why did it keep happening? Why did history continue to repeat itself for 4,000 years of biblical history? I'll tell you why. Because every time people started drifting, the Lord had to put them somewhere where they didn't have any rights. When they realized the rights they had given up for the sins of this world, then he could touch them. Sister Beckham, we'll probably be done early today. Bill. Gallons, billions of gallons of blood has been spilled in wars in the hopes of freedom. But out of all of those billions, has just a little bit that flowed down Calvary's Hill has set the agenda for future freedom. He said, so you can call on my name and be healed. You can call on my name and be saved. You can call on my name in the morning, in the night, in the evening, in the morning time, when your family's falling apart, when your things are going wrong, when bankruptcy is the only hope, when bondage is the problem. You can call on my name because some blood flows down a hill, freedom it gave the right to every human being on every continent every skin color every background every family situation every language they speak this blood gave us the freedom to worship what is freedom for I just want to bring us back today I just want to bring us back to our purpose while we celebrate and while we go on vacation and while we have a national holiday, no matter how you believe. I got so disappointed the other day. In the last political administration, 56 or 57% of America said they were proud to be Americans. Last week, 37% said they were proud to be Americans. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care if you're so far left, you don't even know what's right. I don't care if you're so far right, you fell off the right edge. When whoever is in charge can control your love of the freedoms that God has given you, I don't care if you're a Democrat, a liberal, an independent, or a Republican. You're not in order when America's freedoms don't matter anymore because of who's, let me tell you something, nobody ever saved me from a White House or from a Senate seat or from a state legislator's office, but when Jesus Christ cried out, it is finished. Somebody needs to hear me. Somebody needs to hear me right now. The purpose for the freedom of this great nation is so I can come one, come all, and worship him in spirit and in truth. We have the ability to believe. We better get back to telling our children, our grandchildren, that America's made some very poor choices but it still is exceptional. See, there's people that would like, to, would like to make us believe it's not. I've even heard it scoffed at and mocked at in recent days and weeks by elected officials. And I want to tell you from both sides of the aisle and in the middle and right and left of everything, but I want to tell you something. People that want to fundamentally change the nation, they're going to have to get past the church. Because the Bible says in the last day, the only thing that'll stop the wickedness and this worldly evil is the people of the name. Why do you think it is they wanted to break away and be able to worship the name and not the queen? Because Jesus Christ set an appointment and he said they'll never be perfect, they'll never be flawless, and it'll take many, many years to get over some of the worst of sin. But if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land and save their children and And grow their crops. Come on, somebody let freedom ring right now. I dare you to let your rights take place right now. You see, in Russia, in Russia today under their constitution, you are just a human being, property of the state. Everybody's enslaved. Period. It's their constitution. That's why, if you don't worship the way they want you to worship, you disappear. It's considered a world superpower with a nuclear arsenal. Go there and have this service, go to China and have this service. Go to parts of India and have this service. Go anywhere in Pakistan publicly and have this service. Go to to North Korea. See how quick they send your head back to your family. Go to parts of South America where they worship idols and practice voodoo. I want to tell you something, folks. We better understand. We may not agree with what's going on. We may not agree with the past, and we ought not, and some things that are coming in the future, and we ought not. But we better recognize that there's a place called the United States of America that God allowed blood to spill. So somebody in the last day, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all aren't hearing me. I don't worship this, but I honor this, and I'm proud to be able to stand on a land where when the Holy Ghost fits me, if I talk in tongues, I don't go to prison. If I'm baptized in Jesus' name, I don't have to die for it because he's already died for freedom. What is freedom for? All throughout Scripture, freedom was for worship. Freedom was for praise. everybody's in a big uproar right now and I guess whatever position you're on you got a right to your uproar so be it I want to tell you something folks and I don't really like to say this too much but I'm going to say it at the end of the day when it's all said and done when you draw your last breath or the trump of the Lord sounds that stuff's not going to matter Oh, but yes, it is. Isn't it? Wait a minute. You're looking at it with a worldview. You do right by you. You got the power to do two things do right and vote. Outside of that, the rest of it is up to him. And if you do those two things, you've done your part. But let us never forget why the Lord allowed us to be established. People say, well, this is the most terrible place. I I, I heard dumb Republicans and dumb Democrats say, if this one's elected, I'll leave the country. Guess what? They're all still here. You know why? Because when it came down to it, they recognized freedom was bigger than the White House. Freedom was bigger than the big house. Freedom was bigger. Come on, somebody needs to hear what I'm telling you right now. I get to come today and preach Jesus only, repentance in his name, baptism in his name, the infilling of his spirit. Why? Because I have the freedom to do so. America's not my Savior. But it's my land. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mixed breed. I'm a, I'm a hodgepodge. Now, I know all of y'all are purists. But I'm going to just tell you I'm not. I got nine kinds of lineage that can be traced. Funny thing, none of it started here. Well, I'm a purist. Bless your heart. Do you have the Holy Ghost? I'm trying. <laughs> Top five world powers outside of the United States, you do not have a freedom of religion. I'm gonna just leave that place. Let me tell you something. You better be careful. Worship is the ultimate freedom. Watch this right here. The enemy thought he had that deal settled until there was a knock on Hill's door. And the Lord Jesus Christ was there. Let me just picture how I see it. And he said, I'm going to be needing the keys here because you'd like to bring some folks here and lock them up, but I'm fixing to set them free. Why am I going to set them free? Because as soon as I do that, graves are going to open. People are going to be able to rejoice. People are going to be able to go to the Lord for themselves. The veil is going to be torn from top to bottom, and people are going to have the right to worship me in spirit and truth, in freedom. I wish somebody would let freedom ring right now. I wish somebody would allow your God-given right I wish somebody that believes and just stand to your feet and say, God, you gave me this freedom. You gave me this freedom. There's 8 billion people that would like to enjoy it, but I've got it, and I'm going to use it. Come on. Somebody hear me. Hear me right now worship is the ultimate freedom freedom is for worship the enemy thought he had him but Jesus Christ said I'll take those keys and on the third day he rose up holding the keys to death and hell 50 days later he poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost they began to speak with another tongue and were baptized in the name of Jesus it was the ultimate freedom from the Jewish law Come on, somebody say, what does that have to do? There was a day when they were bound by an Old Testament law, but when that veil was rent from top to bottom, the law was opened up, and humanity was allowed to go to Jesus for themselves. Why? Because freedom is for worship. They put us out. They snuffed it out in this nation for a long, long time. Things become too political. Things become divided. People start getting crazy. But I want to tell you something. An African-American man by the name of William J. Seymour began to pray. And on April the 9th of 1906, there was one of the greatest revivals known to American history. It was a nine-year revival when the Holy Ghost fell on the streets of Los Angeles, California. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said freedom broke out on one of the now most liberal streets in the United States by a man that wasn't supposed to have a public voice. But when freedom gets a hold of you, Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. When freedom gets you, it don't matter where you came from, who your mama is, who your daddy is, how light or dark your skin is, what your native language is, if you know your mother or your father from birth, when freedom gets a hold of you, you've got a right to speak. Oh, but that only came... After it was total darkness and chaotic in the spirit world, when a man by the name of Charles Parham was teaching students at a Bible school about the Holy Ghost. Uh, In 1900, on December the 31st, when the clock struck midnight, January 1, the Holy Ghost fell. Seventy-five people received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in another tongue. Forty of them were students. They spread all over this nation, starting churches. And one of them, through legacy and through time, ended up right here on these pews because somebody said, while you think you've got me, I'll worship It's the only reason hell wants to discourage you is to take your worship. The only reason hell wants to tear your family apart is to embarrass you where you can't worship. He wants to send your children to prison to embarrass you where you can't worship. Y'all ain't hearing me. What is freedom for? This is not an American message. This is a freedom message. How many nations of the world wish I could get up and publicly preach this today? Why is it I have friends go overseas? They have these incredible revivals where 50 and hundred thousand receive the Holy Ghost in one service. Let me tell you why? Because they get together one time. Some of them walk and backpack and hike for hundreds of miles at a time just to get to a place where it's 105 degrees and 90% humidity, where there's no running water and no electricity. But they're far enough away from anybody. They can have freedom. And when they lift their hands and they begin to praise a God that they've never known his name, all of a sudden heaven opens up and the ultimate freedom hits them 50 and 100 and 200,000 souls at a time. What's happened in our nation? We become scared. We become worried about what somebody else will think. If I make a lap around the church or if I stand to my feet, it's moved from the schoolhouse to the church house. I'm proud to be a one God, apostolic, tongue talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the spirit. I believe in holiness. And the Bible says we got to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed. A preacher didn't set me free. A priest didn't set me free. A church board didn't set me free. An organization didn't set me free. Life Point Church didn't set me free. The United States of America in and of itself did not set me free. What set me free was the blood of Jesus Christ was spilled from a hill called Golgotha. And that's what freedom is for. Come on, somebody help me right now. There ought not be a service man. There ought not be a former military in this place. That's not helping me preach right now. Sister Beckham, I want to sing that song I was just quoting. Folks, I'm tired. I've been 52 years old in August. And for the last 20 years, all I've heard is one side casting stones at another side. The Bible said a house divided can't stand. We're already the longest living free nation. We surpassed that at 230 years. And I want to tell you something. The devil... Not the right or the left or the middle or the right or left wing. The devil wants to divide the last proud Christian thing standing. Oh, we got our flaws. We got our flaws. There's no doubt we've got sin. We got things we're never going to recover from. We're bringing in new sin. We hadn't learned enough in sin school already. We're creating new ones. The writer of the Constitution, at the end of his personal line, I read it early this morning. It said, when it was written for the separation of church and state and there'd be a wall built, he said, make no mistake about it. It's a one-way wall. Boy, I perked up. He said, the wall is the government never has the right to tell you how to worship. But the church always has the right to influence our government. Come on. What's going to change Washington, D.C.? You and I down on both knees. What's going to change our society? Praying people, singing people, worshiping people, sacrificing people. What's going to cause us to be a land of milk and honey, of full equality? When everybody gets the picture that without him we're nobody. Well, I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer, the liberating power of Jesus' name. Oh, I've been washed by the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed. To be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I wish I could remember the verses. On a job, I never say a word. I figure they all know I go to church. One day, the boss invited me in for some tonic and some gin but I explained to him one more time hey what is freedom? freedom from sin freedom from hell freedom from destruction freedom from eternal separation folks I gotta take advantage of that While I have that right. Because there's a world that's coming after that right. I know we all have our preferences, but I want to tell you something. Our preference better be Jesus Christ. Because when it comes down to it, we're going to have two choices it's not going to be D or R. It's going to be Christ or Antichrist. We better know today in whom we have made our callings and elections sure. Is anybody mad? Oh, I am. I want you all to get mad today. I want you to get mad because there's a world... You know, I've got to what I'm doing lately. And and, and my wife, she, you know, she's not an outspoken lady. She's a lady of prayer. She reads her Bible a lot. I go in there and see her Bible open. She's made notes. She asked me, have I seen this, read this, looked at this. She's just not, she's not a big mouth. And, and I don't mean anybody that's loud is. I'm just saying she's not. She's just quiet. She's reserved unless she's mad at me. But I have noticed one thing. She'll get me for this later. This will be when she gets loud. I've gotten more and more intent lately on praying in public. And if I see folks pray, I try to go to their table and say, would you please keep praying? That's the real American way. Why don't you pray for that meal? He gave you the job to buy it and gave you... Well, a lot of things going on in these mills nowadays. But more than anything, every time I sit down, if I'm in the middle of a gift card, steakhouse. I had some folks give me a, a, a gift card here. Some of y'all in here, here, here a couple years back, I, we got them and we went in there and it was $200. And I said, boy, we'll be able to live here two or three times. And I ended up having to give them 30 bucks. You can go eat a $230 steak or a $1.298 chicken nuggets at McDonald's. And either way, you ought to be thankful. But here's where I get my wife every now and then. Here's, here's where I get her every now and then. I start praying and I peek. she's got her head down. But I can see the look after 30 years. My goodness, she's saying, hurry up. My mother's daddy, my grandpa Roland, my grandpa, He prayed, he prayed till everybody at the table prayed through. We'd be nudging everybody. We'd be nudging each other, just saying, Somebody say hallelujah, where he'll hush so we can eat. Cranberry sauce is melting. But I look over there and I'm almost through praying and she's already pouring her salt. So I think of something else. I know she ain't ashamed of the Lord. I know she's just ready to eat. She doesn't bow her head. But I'm making a point now. I could have said, Thank you, Jesus, and started eating. But here's the point I'm making there's 50 young people on their way to a ball game that's going to worship a skin here in just a little while. I want them to know there's still somebody. That's touching God over the little things. Well, I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name. Well, I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer, the liberating power of Jesus' name. help my brother Kelsey well I bet I bet you can give us a one-two beat here in a minute that'll that'll blow us out how many y'all know that song how many of you can read it's on the wall hey how many of you believe there's one God right, just hold on how many of you believe in the apostolic doctrine, do you even know what that is? In the faith and healing, and in the, the gospel of the apostles. How many of you still believe you can speak it and it'll be done? Tongue talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven bound believer. How many of you still believe you can be set free in the power of Jesus? Washed in the blood. Purchased by the spirit I believe in holiness the Bible said without holiness no man shall see God you better believe in it I suggest for you do the same I was set free out of Pentecost well when I repented I was somewhere else that was a Pentecostal moment repentance was a Pentecostal moment no matter what the sign said. on my knees pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God, have to talk to another one Kelsey said he don't know that song. You ready? Do you know the song? Well, then don't mess me up, <laughs> Sister Beckham. Let's let's teach them how to sing it like we learned at youth Count. You ready? Well, I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Well, I've been washed by the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Okay, let's pick it up. I'm a one God, apostolic tongue, talking, hold a born again, inbound believer in the liberated power, Jesus' name. I was set free at a Pentecostal, I'll throw my knees, pardon me if I'm not ashamed. I messed up. I was set free at a Pentecostal, I'll throw my knees, pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God, apostolic tongue, talking, hold a born again, inbound believer in the power, Jesus' name. Some folks heard that song and said, you got it. Now, let's get out of youth camp for just a few moments. Let's dim the lights for two minutes. I always have a reason. I know. I watch things. I monitor people. I'm an analyzer. I'm an overanalyzer. Here's what I want to invite you to do on this Independence Day, July the 4th weekend, written in our nation's constitution. I don't care what they tell you. I don't care what they scream. And I don't care who they are. You have the right now to worship the one true living God that was and his, and is to come and as sure as he delivered israel from the hands of egyptian slavery he's delivered us from a world of sinful slavery for the purpose of worship So, I want to invite you to do something. I want, I want to invite you to exercise your First Amendment right. The First Amendment right is to God first. We always think about the Constitution. Yeah, it's the First Amendment there too. But our first right, period, is unto God. That's why they're having revival in nations where they're not supposed to have revival. It's because people have realized it's my right. Not only is it my right, but it's my responsibility. So I want to invite you to do something. If you love freedom, go ahead, singers, get ready. Carry us out of here. If you love freedom, not for freedom's sake, but for worship's sake, I want to invite you to get mobile for five minutes. That's all, five minutes. Just get out of your comfort zone. Say it's real comfortable behind the pew. It's real comfortable behind the pew. It's a little shield. Whether you get mobile to the altar or whether you start a victory march. I wonder if you're just...